0: Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast. My name is Matthew Halstead. Thank you for tuning in. This podcast is all about engaging the Bible. While every episode is different, the goal is always the same. Learn more about scripture and how to interpret it. So sit back, grab your favorite beverage, and enjoy the show. The Bible is a fascinating book. Passed down through the ages, the Bible is a reliable guide for the church's faith and practice. But the Bible is more than a guide, right? I mean, it's also holy scripture. It's that font of truth, that wellspring of life. It's a source of nourishment for everybody who reads it. Now, if the Bible is holy scripture, and if the Bible is God's word, then it follows that Christians should take great care to read it faithfully. But I mean, how do we do this? How can we read the Bible faithfully? Are there some principles that we can employ to help us? Because I mean, after all, the Bible can be fairly difficult to understand. And as a matter of fact, even sincere Christians disagree among themselves about what certain biblical texts may mean. So how can we read the Bible rightly? what principles could we employ to help us read the Bible rightly and faithfully? Well, there's a lot of things I can say lots of answers to that, but what I want to do today is just offer three brief things, uh, to, to you that would help you, I believe, uh, in your own endeavor to read the Bible faithfully. The first thing to remember is this, know the text. Now, That might sound obvious, but I'm not sure it's always taken seriously. see, people often approach a biblical passage without ever considering the original context in which that passage belongs. They don't know the text. They don't know the context of the text. And yet, it's super important that you do. Um, It's super important that you interpret a Bible verse in light of its context. And the reason is simple. Words and phrases and verses derive their meaning from the surrounding words phrases and verses right in other words each bible verse must be interpreted in light of the larger passage and each passage must be interpreted in light of surrounding passages and so on the reverse is also true as well the larger passages are interpreted in light of the smaller ones well one important component of knowing the text and its context is to keep in mind the text's genre okay so what do i mean by genre When I say genre, I mean the type of text you are interpreting. So for example, when you read a Bible verse from say Proverbs, you need to remember that this is part of the wisdom genre of the Bible. If you forget this, or you don't know this, then your interpretation will almost certainly be skewed. Okay, so let's take Proverbs 22 verse six, for example. You're probably well acquainted with this verse. Train up a child in the way that he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Now, a lot of people take that as a promise and not a proverb. And if you do that, you're going to end up in despair, right? I mean, after all, it's simply not the case that every child, though he or she was brought up in a Christian home, will remain faithful to the Lord. So is Proverbs 22 verse six false? By no means. If we understand Proverbs 22.6 in light of its genre, then we're gonna understand that it did not intend to make a promise that is universally true, but only an assertion that is generally true. Namely, the assertion that a child who is raised up in a godly home will, all things being equal, remain faithful to the Lord. That's a general truth. It's not always true, but it's generally true. See, the Bible is full of many different genres. It's full of prose and poetry, wisdom, prophecy, letters, and even apocalyptic literature. And each genre must be interpreted on its own terms. One should not even dare try to interpret a poetic text as if it were literal prose. Um, that could lead to some problems, right? And and if we are to interpret the Bible faithfully, then we need to dig beneath the text and paying close attention to the important question of genre. Okay, so that's the first thing. Let's get to the second thing. The second thing you have to keep in mind is this. You have to know yourself. See, every interpreter comes to the Bible with preconceived notions and presuppositions. Every interpreter is the product of their culture, family, family background, their personal history, and so on. And and these realities have shaped us into the particular people that we are today. And everyone who reads the Bible reads the Bible from a certain perspective, from a particular angle and point of view. See, as finite creatures, we obviously lack a God's eye point of view. We're always going to interpret Scripture from an angle, from our own presuppositions. And yet, this does not mean that we can't know biblical truth, and it doesn't imply that, bi- that the Bible can mean just anything we want it to mean. What it does mean, though, is that we have to be mindful of those assumptions that we bring to the biblical text and submit them to the truth contained in the biblical text. Now, while it's true that we can't free ourselves from having presuppositions— we can nonetheless work to adopt presuppositions that are conducive or useful for a faithful interpretation of the Bible. And to do that, a person might consider asking questions such as, okay, what were the core assumptions of the biblical authors? How did they approach the biblical text? And and if I could be so bold to say, perhaps we modern interpreters could learn a thing or two from St. Paul on how to interpret the Old Testament, right? And if you're interested in that, this is a shameless plug, I admit, but I've written a book on this. Uh, It's called Paul and the Meaning of Scripture. You can find it on Amazon, go check it out, um, or shoot me an email if you have questions about that. But my point here is just simply to say that if we want to become really good interpreters, let's look to the biblical authors themselves, particularly those who are in the New Testament, for guides and helps for interpreting uh, the, the, the scripture itself. I mean, after all, the New Testament writers didn't invent things out of the vacuum. They were drawing on a rich tradition of the Old Testament and they were often interpreting the Old Testament and they help us do that when we pay attention to how they did it. Okay. So number one we recall is that to read the Bible faithfully and to interpret it faithfully, you have to know the text. The second thing is you have to know yourself and your own presuppositions. You gotta keep them in mind. So let's get to the third thing. So here's the third thing to keep in mind. If you wanna read the Bible faithfully, you have to bridge the gap. So here's what I mean. You've got to bridge the gap between the the world of the text and its ancient context and the world of the interpreter and the interpreters, modern context. That's you, that's me. You have to bridge the gap between the two. So it's important to recognize that God's word has something significant to say to our context. And you gotta bridge the gap between the the ancient world, the ancient biblical author's world and your own situation in life. And, And that's what it means to read the Bible faithfully. It entails reading it from the standpoint of faith and faithfulness to God in the present time. As it's often said, one should not read the Bible merely for information, but for transformation. That's the goal of interpretation. It's to link the original context of the Bible to the local context of the everyday person living today. And and this is a deeply personal endeavor, right? I mean, at times, the application of a biblical verse will look different for different people. So take, for example the fundamental Christian belief that Jesus is Lord and Savior. So this comes from Romans 10, verse 9, Philippians 2, 11. Jesus Christ is Lord, he is Savior. Now, this historic Christian claim is pretty straightforward. It means that Jesus, very God of very God, the one Savior through whom all things were made, he is the loving, supreme master of all things and of all people. So when this truth is fleshed out in real life, it may look different for each person. So for instance, if a Christian sister is suffering from say low self-esteem due to the harshness of her authoritarian employer, then this truth that Jesus is Lord and savior of all would provide an immense amount of comfort to her. It would exalt her to a fresh awareness of her true worth in Christ. It would remind her that God himself loves her and cares cares for her and is her savior. And yet, if this truth, the same truth, were sincerely received by the harsh employer, it would have the opposite effect. It would humble, not exalt him, to reinterpret what his own authority means in light of a higher authority, right? It would lead him to humble repentance. And so here's my point. To To truly understand the scriptural text, you have to apply it to your life's specific and unique context, and all of this requires that we baptize our own readings in prayer and this is this is the most important thing i can say because it's going to allow us to adopt a posture of humility when we approach scripture reading with prayer then that then we by default uh, we adopt a posture of humility and submission before god and what i would dare suggest is that that sort of posture that humble posture before god that's a necessary posture if we want to read the Bible faithfully. So let's recap real quick. To read the Bible faithfully, you have to do three things. The first thing you have to do is you've got to know the text. You've got to get familiar with its context. You've got to get familiar with its ancient, cultural, religious, social context. You got to know everything about that text and, and the text author and, and in the world of the author, if you want to understand the text, you got to do all that. So you got to know the text. Okay, that, that involves historical background work, cultural background work, reading commentaries or whatever. So know the text number one. Number two, you have to know yourself. You've got to be aware of your own presuppositions. You've got to be aware of your assumptions. You've got to be aware of your preconceived notions. See, all too often we run to Scripture with preconceived notions and and already established beliefs. But but really, what we need to do is keep those in check as best as possible, and get our beliefs from Scripture too. And we need to understand that that um, we need the, that sometimes our preconceived notions, our assumptions, are not good ones, right? And we need to trade them out for good assumptions. And so the question we might want to ask is, okay, um, what sort of assumptions uh, do we need to bring to the text that are helpful for understanding it? And then the third thing is that we need to bridge the gap between the, the uh, ancient texts that we're reading and the modern context from which we are reading. And when we do that, I think we are keeping an eye toward our Father And we are um, looking for ways to flesh out his word, his truth in our lives today. You keep those three things in mind, and that will get you off to a good start to reading the Bible faithfully. That's the end of today's episode, and thanks so much for listening to The Bible Unmuted. If you like this podcast, consider subscribing and sharing with your friends. And if you have any questions or topics you would like to see covered, shoot me an email. I'm always eager to hear from you. Until next time, friends.